Welcome back to the Core EM Podcast. Core content for anyone, anywhere, and just in time. This is the official podcast of the NYU Bellevue EM Residency Program. I'm Anand Swami Nathan. And I'm Jenny Beckesme. All right, Jenny, what do we have on tap for this week? So this week, one of our second-year residents, Howard Choi, gave a talk on hiccups, or single tusks in medical speak. I tell you, when I chose EM as a specialty, I never in a million years would have thought I would spend nearly as much time thinking and about and seeing hiccups, but we do. We see this a lot. So let's talk about single tusks. Single tusks. I have never heard of that word before. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call them hiccups for the rest of the podcast, if you're <laughs> okay. okay with that. And you're right. You know, Hiccups, it should, shouldn't be something that we see in the ER, but it does come in, and I remember Every time you see it, you're like, mm, what do I do now? It's hiccups. You know, here's some water. All right. I mean, right. beyond Ooh. that, what else Ooh. do we do? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. You try and scare them, right? You always want to scare people in the emergency room. Always a good right. idea. It's great. Really good idea. So what is a hiccup? It's an intermittent involuntary spasm and contraction of the diaphragm and the intercostal muscles. They can be classified really based on how long they last. So an acute case of hiccups was going to last around 48 hours. Persistent hiccups last more than two days and intractable hiccups last more than a month. A month of hiccups, Jenny. I, I don't know. I, I don't think that I would go on living, but here's just to make it worse. The longest recorded case of hiccups was 69 years and nine months. I can't, I can't even, I mean, if I have hiccups for more than 10 minutes, I like lose my mind. I cannot imagine 69 years and nine months. I would have called 10 minutes of hiccups, intractable hiccups before I saw those numbers. I know. I know. I couldn't believe that they said even an acute attack is less than 48 hours. I mean, 48 hours. Yeah. That's crazy. So <laughs> talking more about hiccups, it's generally accepted that hiccups are the result of a reflex arc that involves afferent, central, and efferent components of the nervous system. So this arc, it starts with an irritant that stimulates the vagus nerve, the phrenic nerve, or the sympathetic nerves. So this is the afferent portion. And then it goes to the CNS, which triggers the phrenic nerve or the efferent response, which triggers the contraction of inspiratory muscles against a closed glottis, which leads to that classic hiccup sound. So if you keep this arc in mind, you can easily come up with a differential diagnosis and a workup for a patient coming in with bad hiccups. Anything that irritates this reflex arc is going to lead to hiccups. A patient that comes in with persistent or intractable hiccups should get a workup to search for a possible cause. But I think that possible cause is really going to rely not only on the duration of symptoms, but also the other symptoms that they have going along with that are signs. We can break down the possible causes into two main categories, those that affect the CNS and those that affect the peripheral nervous system. CNS causes include things like strokes, brain tumors, intracranial injuries, or infection. But again, my guess is that they're not going to come in with lone hiccups. They're going to have some other symptoms that guide you towards those pathologies. Yeah, exactly. And then peripheral causes are mainly the result of GI pathologies. Obviously, we've all had a bout of hiccups after a large meal or a soda that we drank too quickly. But other causes from the GI system that could be giving you the hiccups include reflux, hiatal hernia, esophageal cancers, peptic ulcer, pancreatitis, bowel obstruction, or some kind of intra-abdominal tumor. With these diseases, they're going to have other symptoms aside from just the hiccups most of the time. Now, other organ systems can be the culprit as well. The nerves involved in the reflex arc pass through the thoracic cavity. So anything that's affecting the heart or lungs can also lead to hiccups, things like NMI, pericarditis, thoracic aneurysm, pulmonary infections, or malignancies. All of these things have been reported. And then some ENT conditions have been associated with hiccups before too. So perform a good head and neck exam just to see if you need to work up anything there. Things like pharyngitis, 
otitis, rhinitis, herpes zoster, and foreign bodies in the ear or the throat have all been reported in patients who are presenting with hiccups. And then finally, consider toxic metabolic causes or iatrogenic causes. Problems with electrolyte balance, uremia, hypoglycemia can affect the function of nerves and triggers this reflex arc. Additionally, various medications such as benzodiazepines, opiates, and steroids have all been associated with hiccups as well. And then, of course, various things that doctors do to patients to irritate that reflex arc and lead to hiccups. So this would be in patients who have recently had surgery, particularly the endoscopic variety, which would have included intubation or resulted in distension of the stomach. Yeah, so you're going to get a history and kind of tailor any workup you need to do based on anything the patient's done recently or other symptoms they have or other underlying medical problems they have. So once you've considered whether your patient could have any of these underlying pathologies and you've started this workup for them, for goodness sake, try to make them feel better. The patient has probably tried many of the various home remedies for hiccups, and most of these include physical maneuvers. But if they haven't tried them, by all means, give these a go. These are kind of the first line. These include maneuvers to interrupt normal respiratory function, so breath holding or performing a valsalva. Maneuvers to stimulate the nasopharynx, such as sipping cold water or swallowing just granulated sugar. And then maneuvers to increase vagal stimulation, which can happen if you just press on the patient's eyeballs. Swami, have you ever had any success with these? Well, personally, drinking water is what I do. So yes, but with patients coming into the emergency department, not so much. A lot of these things they've already tried. They may not have tried like a real Valsalva. So I might try the um, pushing out the syringe. So the plunger on the syringe using your breath as a good Valsalva technique while we are possibly getting together medications. But again, typically these patients have failed a lot of these treatments already, and now they're coming to you in the emergency room. So I don't spend too much time on that. Yeah. And also these techniques are probably most useful for resolving those acute or short hiccup attacks. If the patient has the persistent or the intractable hiccups, I don't know that these physical maneuvers are really going to take care of those for any good length of time. So that brings us to pharmacologic options. Here, the options are as wild and varied as all of those physical maneuvers could get. So unfortunately, there's not any really great data on which we can base this decision. Yeah, there aren't any really great studies comparing one drug to another here, and you're not going to see any randomized double-blind control trials on how to treat hiccups. The classes of medications that are typically used include things like antipsychotics, anticonvulsants, muscle relaxants, and dopamine agonists. I think the go-to medications that I've seen used the most are things like gabapentin, baclofen, metoclopramide, and my personal favorite, which is thorazine or chlorpromazine. That's the one that I was taught to use when I was coming up in residency, so that's what I still go with. I typically will give something like 25 to 50 milligrams of thorazine IM, and in the couple of cases that I've had, that usually resolves the issue. All right, Jenny, let's give some take-home points to our listeners. Absolutely. So first, hiccups or singletus are caused by a reflex arc involving the vagus nerve, CNS, and phrenic nerve. If you remember the path of these nerves, you can remember the possible bad pathologies that could cause a patient to present with prolonged hiccups. Second, physical maneuvers are the first line for solving hiccups, but patients often have tried these before. Try things that will interrupt respiration or stimulate the vagus nerve. We like the modified Valsalva in which you have the patient blow on the syringe because it's pretty easy to get them to do. And then last, medication options for hiccups include antipsychotics, anticonvulsants, muscle relaxers, and dopamine agonists. Generally, we start with chlorpromazine, 25 to 50 milligrams PO or IM. All right. Well, that's all for the Corium podcast this week. Come on over and check out the site at coriam.net. We've got a ton of great core content, emergency medicine. Don't forget to check out our Facebook page, follow us on Google Plus and on Twitter, where our handle is at core underscore EM. Thanks and see you all next week. Time.